Do you dread bedtime? Are you exhausted? Trying to juggle your personal and work life with little to no sleep? I understand. I have been there. You are not alone. There are solutions. Hi, I'm Jessica, certified pediatric sleep consultant and owner of Jessica Levandi Sleep Consulting, and I'm here to tell you that there is a better way. My approach to helping your child sleep is simple. You know your baby best. We take your knowledge of your child, my knowledge of infant and toddler sleep, pair it with your parenting style, and build the perfect step-by-step sleep plan together. I believe that sleep deprivation is not something that parents and caregivers alike have to live with, and I am here to guide you through every step toward a better sleep. Let me help you. To learn more about my support packages, visit jessicalevangisleep.com and follow me on social media for tips and tricks on Instagram at jessicalevangisleep or Facebook at Consulting. Sleep has never been closer. Welcome to the morning meeting with Sarah and Jess, where the tea is hot, the wine is chilled, and no topic is off limits. Pull up a chair and join us. There is room for all of you here. We won't limit seating. We'll just build a bigger table. Let's Let's begin begin today's meeting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of season one of the morning meeting. We are so excited to be back. We've missed you. We've missed the podcast. We've missed each other. Uh, we are oh, so, so much. We are so excited to be back in action. One second. Got to dust this mic off. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it, it has been a hot minute. How like are you? Two and a half months. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I missed you. It feels good to be back. I feel like we just had a whole episode in our chat just catching up before we actually press record which we do every time but I think it gave us some really good content and ideas of where we want to take the podcast moving forward and I'm really excited at what's to come in season two and just so the listeners know Sarah and I have been like Sarah and I are really good friends and we talk often but this is pretty much the first time that we've come together and chatted in a couple months like we got together for your birthday but there was lots of other people there it wasn't just one-on-one so yeah Yeah. it's been a while and times before that have been with the family so really this is the first time in a long time where it's just you and I chatting catching up venting the whole thing so much so much to talk about but we're gonna take all that and throw it into season two I think we've realized like all of these things we're discussing and we're feeling and we're experiencing it's kind of the reason we started the podcast right we know we can't be alone and when we talk to each other we're feeling so validated like okay I'm not crazy you feel it too maybe we're both crazy but that woman's experience and that experience of just living out in this wild world as a woman balancing all the things we're balancing there's a lot Mm. to that and there's a lot to unpack with that and we're going to continue unpacking that with all of you so that's exciting But first, before we get there, we have to catch each other up, catch the listeners up. We last left off with our last wine and gine, our first wine and gine. Our next wine and gine is coming. But that was two months ago, Jessica, two and a half months ago. I'm kind of glad. So much has happened since then. And it was a good break. I think we definitely needed it mentally, emotionally, physically. Like we just definitely pushed ourselves this last year with you know, motherhood, you bringing two beautiful humans into the world. We both um, started our own businesses. 
uh, like just with you returning to work and needing that t- time uh, in the summer and just, I think it was really needed just that break yeah. so that we didn't get burnt out so that we just came back refreshed yeah. and ready. And I'm so glad. And summer comes and it goes, doesn't yeah. it? Like it just, it does. there's such a buildup for it. And then there's so much that happens in such a short period of time. And it's like you put your head down and you enjoy all the summer fun and then you pick it back up and breathe and it's September. And it's like, whoo, what just happened? Like you lose focus of anything that's outside of that summer bubble. What what that looks like for everyone might be a little bit different, but how did you spend your summer, Jessica? What did that bubble look like for you? We, you know what? There was a lot of family time. It was really, really nice. Um, I just tried to soak up every single minute that I could. Logan loves the beach, loves the pool. So any chance I got, we we headed to the campground and we just had an absolute ball. I took Mondays and Fridays off. Well, most Mondays and Fridays in August. Highly recommend. Such a nice way to do it. That's so nice. It was so, just a so long nice. weekend. Yeah. 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 It was really good. Really good. That's awesome. What about yourself? Same. It just, I think I came to this realization and you and I chatted a little bit about it a few months back, but it was like the days of my maternity leave were numbered and I could see them counting down and I couldn't believe that it was almost over. And now the twins are one, which holy cripes, that's just on. It was the fastest year of my life. I mean, I know we talk about how time goes by so quickly all of the time, but this was just a unique experience. But I think I reminded myself probably around June, like, you know what, this time is precious and I can't get this time back. And there's lots of things I want to do with my life outside of my role as a mom. But right now I just felt this strong urge or calling to be like, you know what, I have to be here where I'm supposed to be with my family. And this summer is about them and building time together and experiences together and just soaking up every day because they're at that stage of growing so quickly. And that doesn't mean you enjoy every day of soaking that in or soaking that up, but it does mean that you're just there for it and that that's feeling like you're supposed to be doing what you're doing and so yeah same thing we spent the summer with family I mean it was a little bit of a different summer for us because getting the five of us out of the house and two things like it really needed to be worth it in order for us (laughs) to pack up the van and like all of us to go so if I would be like let's just go to a beach Pat's like we can't just go to a beach like that anymore it's like okay, let's go to the beach, like start packing. We'll go in five hours. So, you know, we really were picky and choosy about where we were going and when we were going, but we did get to PEI for a really fun family vacation with uh, Pat's mom's side of the family does a little reunion every two years. So we packed us all up. The five of us went, it was wonderful. The boys did incredible sleeping in another place. Thanks to Jessica Levangie Sleep Consulting. Oh, you're uh, They did they did so great and it was so fun just to watch Bo connect with some of his cousins he doesn't see all the time and so yeah that was fun and then there were some beach days peppered in and by the end of it the brothers as Bo calls the twins were crawling around the sand you know just being real little humans that moved and took their environment in and enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it so that was fun to watch we learned like Grady is wild and will try anything and that Brooksy it's just meant to be outside. Like, oh, isn't that geez. awesome to see them come into their yeah. own personalities? Yeah, it's so funny. Brooksy will like just point his head towards the breeze and like, you can't see me right now, but he like, it's like he's Fabio. Like he just right. closes his eyes right. and like swings his head with the breeze and he's just like, ah, oh, yeah. Like he's one with nature. It's just hilarious to see that happen. So that was fun. 
when I think about when I think about you like packing up to go to the beach with all the kids and packing up to to go to PEI all I can think of is like that TikTok video then it's like even when the sky comes or whatever goes so and then but then the lot the caption is like when you've just spent like 20 minutes fighting getting everyone in the car and then like it's awkward driving because you've just yelled at each other now you have to go on this like fun trip are you having fun yet this is fun (laughs) we're supposed to be having fun or the like and thank goodness we bought the minivan yeah (laughs) everyone's gonna have a good time I call Patrick that sometimes. It's funny. Like, thank goodness we bought the minivan because Which, on that trip to PEI. Did you ever I think mean, you would say those words in a sentence, Sarah? No, no. But now I love it. It's like it's thank God the we bought the minivan. I highly recommend it because I'm telling you, every square inch of that vehicle was covered with something. Like, I pride myself on my packing abilities. Like when I pack a van up. Or like a vehicle up or, you know, when I'm trying to fit a bunch of things, I'm like, move out of the way, Patrick, I got this. Pat was like, we can't do it. We're not going to fit. I'm like, step out of the way. And I spent a few minutes with it. And I love puzzles like Tetris. This is just like a big game of Tetris. I fit everything so perfectly in that vehicle. But then that means I have to be the one to get it or to like find it. So Pat's like, where's the hat? And I'm like, don't open that trunk. Reach through the back window seat. Like, put your hand to the left. Wiggle it to the right. It's right in between the, you know, like, everything's just so strategically placed. This is 33. If you, pull, if you pull one thing out, the whole thing will come crashing down. So you have to be very specific with what you want and when you want it. But, yes, we did it. So it was quite something. I can't. I'm Patrick just. And I actually. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just laughing no. so hard right now because it's like if you're, like, 26 year old could hear you right now at 33 oh, like best purchase ever was a minivan and I can pack it up like a motherfucker like <laughs> I got this on and lock. I'm so proud of that I'm so proud of that it's hilarious like I I'm nerd out over it now the things that gives me my kicks now is like oh if yeah even if like 30 year old me could see it yeah 28 year old me you don't have to go that back that far really but since we went on the family vacation, I learned something I learned this summer. There's vacation. And then there's vacation. Like our family trip, trip. to PEI was a wonderful trip. I don't know if I'm labeling it as a vacation because that's the type of vacation you need a vacation from. Right. right? Like I got, we got back from that trip and I was more tired than when I went. So it yeah. wasn't like a vacation per se. It was a fun trip. So we needed a vacation from the vacation. And Patrick and I were lucky enough to get away on a little family weekend or a parent weekend, parent getaway. We try to do this at least once a year. We weren't super confident we were being <laughs> we were going to be able to do that this year, but we pulled it off. Good for you guys. To our wonderful parents. Yeah. You know, it's hard work to get there sometimes. I think I had something like a hundred and some ounces of breast milk pumped in the freezer in order to go. So like you really have to start wrapping your mind around that months in advance. Right. No know, impulse at all. Days yeah. Away, yeah. It was like, you know, we got to plan this, but we did it. We do it for our anniversary every year. We try to, we don't go too far, just somewhere around the Island. Anyway, this year we got to go and something really funny happened during that experience, Jessica. And I think when I got back into service land, I texted you like, Something just happened. We have to talk about it on the podcast. 
I think that's all I said. It's now two and a half months later, and this is the first time we're recording. This is not okay. Since that experience. So I would be remiss if I didn't talk about it right now. It was one of the, I don't know if highlights, but funnier moments of the summer for Patrick and I. So we are, you know, carefree, responsibility free. We're just eating and drinking our way around the Cabot Trail. Like it was wonderful. We picked spots based on like what restaurant was close by and what we could eat. Uh, We got to go golfing. The golf was, we golfed the Cabot Cliffs. It was beautiful. It poured rain pretty much the entire front nine. Like I'm talking, it was a lightning storm. They almost called us off the Embrace the elements as they say. And we, that's right. And we were like, this is the best day ever. You couldn't wipe the smiles off our faces. So not hard to tell we're tired parents. Right. We're like, where else would you rather be? This is perfect. The sun did come out around hole 11 and it was a very lovely, lovely day. We were very lucky to play that. Anyway, we were staying somewhere uh, that didn't have service and we went back to the little cabin or cottage. It was lovely. We explored the land, the property it was on. That was lovely. And then it was getting dark and like we were the only people seemingly there. Like we took a walk around in the daytime and couldn't really see anyone. This was like kind of off the beaten path. It was our first time there. There was no like front desk that you checked in on. It was all like keypad locks and whatever. So we're staying in this little A-frame. We're enjoying it. It's getting dark. We decided to barbecue. So we're in and out of the cabin um, a few times. We don't really have service. Like Mm. we had service in like one little nook or cranny of the deck if we point at the phone in the proper way you know one of those experiences anyway so uh pat's on the barbecue and i'm preparing food inside and bringing it out and coming back in and bringing it out so we go out i'm putting dip on the barbecue and i go back in to grab something and i can't get back in the door's locked no so i'm like uh pat did you what's why is this door locked he's like what are you he thought i was pulling his leg luckily we have our phones for our flashlights because there's no lights out there my phone's on 10%. His was, I think, even less. Of course. So we were like, what is going on? So we try the code, try the code, try the code. No luck. So we're trying to figure out what happened. It's like flashing red on us. So we're thinking maybe the battery died in the lock. I don't know. So we're like, what are we going to do? There's been no one around. Our phones aren't working. We don't even know the numbers to call. So anyway, a few minutes later, a car comes down this dirt driveway and we're like oh my gosh so they pull into the cabin that's kind of in front of us the larger chalet that's there and I yell over like from the darkness they probably couldn't even see me I probably scared them half to death I'm like hi do you work here like knowing they don't work there but I just didn't know what to say they're like no and like ran in their house basically and I was like okay sorry just we have no service we're locked into the cottage we're not sure what to do So these kind women were like, well, we have service down here and we actually have Wi-Fi if you want to come down. And we were like, what? So we, this is like five feet away and they're living their life of luxury with their Wi-Fi and service. We have none. So we go down, Pat's like embarrassed to death to walk in and ruin this group of women's like night out or whatever. So, but what are our options? I think I'm in my sock feet because my shoes are inside the cabin Anyway, we're walking in the cabin and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like we're just, we just locked, got ourselves locked up, blah, blah, blah. We don't mean to interrupt. Like I'm Sarah, this is Patrick. And this really nice lady was like, hi, nice to meet you, mom, whatever. I actually think her name was Sarah too. It was funny. Then this woman comes around the corner. 
I say women because I don't want to call them girls because they were like you and I. Right. They're not like right. older women. They're our age. Right. Women. So they come around. She just This girl comes around. She's like, oh, my God. I listened to your podcast. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> what? And Patrick and I were like, uh, what? And I just start laughing. I would have died. Sheer excitement and panic. And, and embarrassment, like I feel. Because it's yes. like, what do you I mean? I was embarrassed. <laughs> And at first I was, I asked like the silliest questions. I'm like, I stand it like I did when Pat proposed. Like I just rapid fire questions that didn't make sense. I was like, how do you know it's me? <laughs> she was like, I was like, oh, because of social media, like I'm answering my own questions. And she's like, no, because of your voice. I just recognized your voice. Oh my like, God. What? So I'm dying a little bit more. And Pat's dying. He's like, oh my God, he's laughing. So anyway, it was quite the experience. I couldn't believe it. But that just broke the ice because I was like, okay, so you know we're not like weirdos. Yeah. Gonna, like yeah. haunt you in this house. And they were feeling the same way. They were like, now we're so glad we know who's in that cottage because it's kind of dark and scary down here if you don't know anyone else kind of thing. So we felt a little safer having each other there. But anyway, we... Had a quick chat. She was like, oh, my God, my colleague listens to the podcast and she got me listening to that it. So then cool. every, I know. And she said, like, every week we come in and we ask, like, did you listen oh to this week's God. episode or last week's episode? So they have their own little morning meeting. About well, it. so I thought that was so it's cool. just so strange to me because, like, I assume that my friends listen. Well, at least you better listen. Like, you know, like yeah. I assume they do. But like to to hear of someone that listens that doesn't know us. Yeah, that's a exactly. whole nother level for me. Like, thank exactly. you Patrick said for taking that. time yeah. out of your day to listen to, like, little Olaf's. I know. When Patrick got back up, when we got back up to the cottage, Pat was like, do you know her? And I was like, no, I don't know her. That was the first time that has happened. Like, someone I don't know. I didn't think so you knew cool. her. Like, it wasn't a, you know, straight connection. Right. And anyway, she said her and her colleague listened to it. I just thought that was so wonderful. So then they helped us out. They were so sweet, having such a fun girls' night. A big group of friends. They had just got back from dinner. They let us use their phone. We had to use it. I had to go back like three times oh, to use the phone to let you do that. I know the instructions they gave us. The owners. They thought there was a key in another place. We tried it. No key. The cleaner had taken it home, and they weren't supposed to. The oh, cleaner God. lived forty-five minutes away, so we had to wait for them to come. Anyway. We got back in safe and sound. It was all good. But I have to give a shout out to Aaron and the girls. Aaron and the girls. Helped us survive that night. So Aaron, hello. Thank you so much. We are so thankful for you. And you made one of our top stories from the summer. That's awesome. Hopefully we can hang out with Aaron and the girls sometime. Also, can we circle back to when you said you put dip on the barbecue? What was that? Oh, yeah. So our cottage didn't have an oven or stove, but we love to make our Mexican dip. We've had my Mexican dip before. Yes. Yeah. So shout out to Courtney for that. Um, So we make dip on the barbecue. I put it in like a tin pan and take it with us. And we put it on the barbecue and heat it up and pitas. And then we have it. It was delicious. I don't know why I pictured when you said dip on the barbecue. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what it is. Yeah. Just the dip. Amazing. That is so cool, Sarah. So fun. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty cool moment. So Aaron, thank you for that. You definitely made me feel all the feels. Love it was great. It. Very funny. I recognize your voice. So wild. But it's been a hot minute, Jessica. So long. But tell us where you've been oh. this past week. So if you listen to the podcast, I think it was episode two or three. I think two. One of our early the ones. Two, for the sure. two scootin', the two. What is it? Touche scootin' boogie. Touche. 
that I talked about um, my pap test and how I have to go like yearly and this past one like every six months until I get like so many clear ones or whatever. And so. Oh, wait. Wait. It was a tush, tush scootin hemi. What did how I say? Forget? Tush. Little hemi. I said boogie. Oh. <laughs> Tush, a tush, is it a tush, tush or a tush? A tush, a tush scootin' hemi. A tush scootin' hemi. So if you listen to that episode and you're still here, you would know that, <laughs> yeah, so I was due for my um, six-month pap. It got um, rescheduled a couple times. It was actually supposed to be in August. But it's when I think about six-month appointments, like, you know, your dentist appointment, like, what comes quicker than your six-month dental hygiene appointment? nothing like it's it's come so quick so say with this one I was like is it that time already and but I was actually slightly excited for it I was talking to Sarah right before my appointment and she was talking me on off the ledge because I was so anxious yeah um because you have anxiety around doctor appointments and I do yes let alone this type of right so I was chatting with Sarah a little bit but she was just like make sure you use Jill's tips when you're doing your scoosh so I was like, "Yep, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. I'm re- like a little bit excited to to try my new my new tips to perfect the so scoop. to get into the appointment. So I'm like ready to go. This time I left my shoes on. Which do you leave your shoes on when you get a pack, uh, or do you take them off? Sorry, it's such a weird gosh. question, isn't it? Well, I have to think about it, which makes me think. I take them off. So I always took because them you off. have to take your pants off. So right. you take your shoes off. So I always take them off. Occurrence. But for some reason yeah. this time I asked the girls like, "Do it? Can I just leave my do I leave my shoes on?" She's like, "Yeah, that's fine." I don't know why I oh, asked okay. that. Left my I'm shoes. I'm gonna put a pole up there. Do you take your shoes off or leave them on during your? Pants? So, but they were like sneakers. So I feel like they were heavy. Anyway, getting into right. my next point. So oh gosh, I'm almost like so hyper focused on like the scoosh. That I right. forgot everything else, like what you do with like everything else. Right. So right. I literally get to like, like Jill said, you go to the very, very bottom. Like basically your right. tailbone is on the edge. Like you feel like you're about to fall right. off. So like, I, so like I got there, but then the nurse and the doctor are looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Cause then my legs were just like dangling up in the air. Like I didn't know what to do with my legs. And I literally was like, where did they go? Like I said that, like, cause I was, I think I was just, didn't you have your feet like in the stirrups? No, not yet. I oh. was Sarah. I was literally falling off the bed because my, like if you can picture my long ass legs up in the air dangling, my ass yeah, yeah. is on the very end of the bed. Like I literally like, it's like, I forgot. I forgot everything because I was so focused on like where my tailbone right. was. Right. She's like, put them in the stirrup, stirrups, dear. And I was just like, oh yeah. How do I get there? <laughs> so your sneakers were weighing you down. That's they, all. Like, no, they were. Up. They were. That's why I said you take your shoes off because they were making my legs heavy and I got all confused. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Didn't know what was happening. Oh my God. It's too funny. So I get all ready to go and then got the legs up and he's like and so I asked him about the referral to Dr. Jillian McMullen I said I was chatting with her on my podcast episode just put a little plug in there like just so you know I have a podcast so way cooler than you so anyway and he's like to get the IUD out so for those who don't know I have an IUD and it's in the abyss so basically right. I got it in and I went for like my six week post-op 
not, it's not really an operation, but like, that's what they call it. Like your post-stop, whatever appointment. And right. the doctor couldn't find it. So they sent me for an ultrasound and it's Which where it, terrifying it yes. So it's where it needs to be like, even like three years later, but you can't find the strings. So when I went for my last appointment, I said to my doctor, like, do you see the strings up there? And he said, no. So he's like, I can't take that out. You'll have to go and get like, um, like it's surgically removed. So when we did the podcast okay. with Jillian, just to like give everyone the background, I asked her about it. So she said, get a referral to me. She has this tool in her office that she can just like yank it out. So, okay. so that's what I did. I asked for the referral. So he said, Oh, are you planning on having another baby? And I said, no, I just, it freaks me out that it's up there and nobody can see it. Like, I think I would just rather have it out and then perhaps get the implant in my arm. That way there it's like, I know it's there. I can see it and not worry about it. This IUD up there because I've heard so many horror stories too that like, right. I think I would just rather have it out. Right. So he said, oh, he Which said. Which is your prerogative. Right. So then I said, yeah. so we'll also need a prescription for the implant if that's okay. So he said, oh, so you're not going to have any, so you're not having, like, you're not going to try for a baby? And I was like, no, like, we're not, um, we're pretty good with just having Logan. He's like, but why? You did so good. I was like, I know, but we're just, we, we, we don't want any more kids. <laughs> like, right. at least we don't think we do right now. Like, and I was so awkward right. and uncomfortable because I was like, I, like, do I have to explain it? Like, I was just so uncomfortable. Like, right. what is happening? So did the pap. It was literally like 30 seconds or less, which it always is such a build up for something that takes a little time. So then he asked me to meet him in his office for, so we could do up the referral. So I go in and I'm just like awkwardly sitting there, probably texting you being like, get, I think I was like, get me out of yeah. his office. I just want to leave yeah. and go back to work. Like, you were. like, please, I miss work so much. I just want to go back. Um, and he's like, um, so in like regards to the IODs, like, are you really not going to have any more kids? Oh my goodness. Sarah. And I was like, well, I said, like, my husband and I talked about it, like, in great length. Like, we really don't think that we want another baby. We're quite content with just Logan. And, yeah, like, we're we're good. Like, we're good. I was very like confident said, in that message. You reiterate like, it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Um, he was just like, well, you know, your clock is ticking. So just for oh reference. Oh, my God. Just for yeah. reference, I'm 31, just turned in June. So... I understand no. that, like, there is a clock and that, like, no. the earlier you have babies, I'm a, I mean, the research says that it's easier on your body, whatever. But so he said that. He's like, your clock is ticking. And I was, and he was no. like, and plus, Logan's how old? He's three. So, like, there's going to be a huge age gap. And I was like, yeah. Between who? Like, you just said the new good with one. Right. So, so I was just like, I know, like, I understand Again, my husband and I understand what we're giving up, but like we're not interested in having any more babies. And he was just so, and like a part of, like, I understand that it's his job to educate, to be like, but like, I also feel like if I was just like, oh, like, we're not sure, we're thinking maybe in a couple of years, I feel like it would then be his job to educate, to say, well, just so you know that like the longer you wait, your chances of having, say, a more complicated uh, pregnancy or delivery increase. Like, it is his job to educate, and he would be in the wrong not to, I'm sure. But, like, I was saying over and over that I – and I was very confident in my message because I do feel confident in that. 
Yeah. And he was so blown away. He was just like, what do you mean? And he was making me feel so bad. But I'm just, where do I begin? My reaction to this, I'm just seething for you. Like my whole insides feel hot and bothered, not in a good way. Like I am just fuming because you said, you said it again. You had to say it again to say that you were confident in this decision. Educating is one thing, but just disconfirming and disregarding the message you're sending to him and refusing to receive it is just wrong. But is this not what we all deal with, though? Like, is this not society? Is this he's like, assuming he knows better than you know for decisions about your own body. This is like the epitome of what's wrong with society when it comes to women. I just feel like society and like no one get like everyone is just so like other people want me to have a baby more than I do. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't so understand fun. like and I'm the type of person that if I had a felt any sort of like pull to have another baby, I would have felt it in that office that day. Cause I would have been panicked. I would have, I know I would have been on the phone with Daniel being like, Daniel, we need to have a baby right now. Like the doctor said, like, I know, but I left that office feeling so confident in my decision, but I feel like friggin' society and just everybody pushes against that. Like I just want to be confident in my decision and I want that to be okay. And I wish I didn't have to like go on this, big explanation of why I only want one child and not have people saying to me, Oh, you have to give Logan a a sibling. Oh yeah. Like, but why? That's what you want, but that's not what we want. And why can't that just be okay? Why can't people say, Oh, well that good for you guys or yay. Or congrats that you're happy with your, I don't know. Like people commenting on your family. It's always so negative. Yeah. Time to have another. Time to have yeah. another baby. How old is Logan? Three. Oh, time to have another. But no thanks. But no but thanks. That's your prerogative. This, there's so many things I want to unpack about this, and perhaps it's a future episode, but a few things I want to mention right now just from what you just said. One, I know there's lots of education and research done about an aging mother and what that means for pregnancy and birth and your risks and et cetera. But, you know, advanced maternal age, which is like 35 plus, which is just. Which is mind-blowing, by the way. Most people of advanced maternal age, I'm not saying geriatric for a reason because I hate that word and I think it's misused when we're talking about that, have healthy pregnancies and Mm -hmm. have healthy babies. Like there's also advantages to that. So studies show, I just read this earlier, studies show that older parents are healthier and do better. The kids of older parents are healthier and do better in school. There's all kinds of other research that say, you know what, you're going to be just fine. But right. of course, we focus on the negative. And I know there's education around that too, so that people know the risk associated. But of course. when all of that is the focus, it can really trick women into this like idea of needing that that idea of your clock running out. Like, but maybe, and that's the thing. Like I said, this timer. I said clock. this to my girlfriends that like, imagine being a, a 30, 31 year old, 32 year old, 33 year old who you know, has been planning for this moment, like go get their education, get set up in a career, um, you know, whatever path they're choosing to take, whatever that looks like, 
finally deciding with their partner that they're ready to start with family planning and having going into your doctor and them telling you, well, you better hurry because your clock is ticking. At 30, 31, 32, like the pressure yeah, I of know. that. And I know. imagine how people feel that choose not to have kids, the I pressure know. that they feel and just like it's, I know it's just a lot we'll have to ask Jill about this in one of our whining guides like maybe we'll talk about it when we do talk about family planning and definitely like what she recommends or what the new research does show in advanced maternal age and what that really is and what that really means but back to your situation at hand is there's a lot of pressure on that and it's disconfirming because there's this idea or notion out there that if you don't want kids or you decide that you only want one that you're going to change your mind or that you're you know, wrong in what you're thinking or why do you feel that way? Or you just wait one day you'll feel. And it's disconfirming mm-hmm. because we're not recognizing, acknowledging or endorsing this person's thoughts, feelings, beliefs, decisions. And we're assuming we know better than they do in the context of their relationship. And it's so infuriating. The other infuriating piece, and you just said, you know, right now we don't want any more kids and that's great. And that's your decision. And who are, who is anybody else to question that? The flip side of that is if one day you and Daniel did decide, and I'm not saying you might, I'm saying if you did, that's a whole entire different decision at that point in time. It doesn't give like your doctor or anyone else thinking like, oh, told you so. No, you didn't. Because right now you're confident in that decision. That is the right decision for you. And we're not static human beings who stay the same. Our wants and desires change, or maybe they don't. So in a few years, if you did, you don't look back and question yourself now and say, oh, right. that doctor was right. No, he wasn't. Right now, you know you don't want any more. How dare he question you on that in that way? But then it's way. like a part of me was like when he said like, well, I wouldn't wait too long. It's like because after I said like we don't want any, he's like, well, I wouldn't wait too long. A part of me is like I get like what he's saying. Like I don't know. Do I even get what he's saying? Like, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to see it from his perspective that like, I'm hopeful that he wasn't trying to like judge me, but like he was, you know what I mean? And even if, yes. And even if it's not ill, excuse me, not even if it's ill intended, he might not have been like, well, I know better than you and you are going to want more, but he's basing his thought process, either in his own experience or in a different generational experience of saying like, well, women want kids and that's just the way it is right? or more kids or et cetera. When it's a new age, it's a new time. It's a different time and space. And you have to make sure you're checking your communication practices and the communication behavior he demonstrated to you. Well, first of all, it's dismissive because you said, we don't want any more. And he said, well, don't wait too long. Well, don't wait too long for what? You already just said you didn't want anymore. So don't wait too long what? To change your mind? You're not going to change your mind. That's a pretty Mm -hmm. big assumption. Right, right. Number two is we send confirming or disconfirming messages all the time to people. And it's the way we communicate. Confirming messages is the basis or foundation of a supportive, symmetrical relationship. And the idea of a confirming message, just to outline this briefly, is... You recognize the person. So when someone walks in the room, you say hello. Like if you walked in the room and I ignored your being, that's disconfirming. The other piece is you, you acknowledge them. You recognize, you acknowledge, hello, Jessica. That's another step to it. And then you endorse or you support. So even if you, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to share that belief or share that opinion, but you support that person in theirs. Right. So although he may have had a different opinion on how many children you should have, which... 
isn't his to have, but regardless, he didn't support you in yours. So that whole conversation was very disconfirming. And it's infuriating for us, especially as women, because I think we experience it that more often. And especially from a male healthcare provider, because there's a power dynamic when we go to our healthcare providers, right? They have a one-up position than us because their time is more important, their knowledge, their expertise. They have all kinds of these levels of interpersonal power. So we trust their opinion. We trust their advice. We trust their, you know, we're there for a reason. It's for them to help us. But in this situation, that wasn't very helpful. And it was just a disconfirming dismissive and I think Sarah yeah and I agree with that and I think that if he had have said I hear what you're saying but just from like my perspective I do want to let you know that like if you do decide down the road that you are you know there are risks to like waiting so if there's any part of you that perhaps might want another baby I would start thinking about that sooner than later just right hear me and exactly yeah that phrase you just said was an example of a confirming message right you recognized acknowledged and endorsed what you're saying and then still had shared his opinion. Right. But to do that after the first time you said something, sure, but not even doing mm-hmm. that after the second or third time right. you confirmed again, no thanks, we're good. And there's and there's also so much to unpack about it too, Sarah. Like if you look at all the things he said, like, but you did so well. Yeah. But why is, why is, but yeah, okay, even if I did do well, why is that going to determine my next move? Like what, like... Right just because I had a good pregnancy and I had a healthy baby, like, is that just automatic? Oh, you have another one then. Cause you had a really right. good experience. Like why does that have to be directly related to like, just, yeah, that doesn't trump your desire no. or interest in adding to your family. And then the other piece of it, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, the other piece of it is, are they looking at it in the context of their own relationships? So we might view things as normal or right or what you want based on our wants and desires and our beliefs of what we think is right. So perhaps he has more than one children, more than one child and thinks that that's the norm, that that's everyone the norm, should have that. Right. Um, but what, know, that's the thing, like that's society though, like exactly. the norm, like, you know, you have to exactly. conform to the norm, like ugh, you don't. Right. And no matter, no matter what we decide or, or decide is our want or our opinion, what we want for ourselves and our relationship, society will always have an opinion on that, right? So for you, it's, well, you can't just have one baby. And for me, it's, are you going to try for the girl? Mm. Like we're incomplete if we don't meet these standards of society. Right. right. And we forget that when we hear these things or we share these experiences that we have to put it in the context of our own relationships. So even you and I, when we discuss some of our experiences and we share our opinions on it, it doesn't make us right and the opposite experience of that wrong. It's right or wrong as we discuss it in the context of our relationships. And that's even true for you and I. Like in the context of patternized relationship, things happen that are very different given the context of your and Daniel's relationship, right? right? Just based on that we're four different humans engaging in different relationships. So when we view other people's experiences or marriages or their families through the lens of our own context then we can come to a conclusion like that seems right or that seems wrong, but we're forgetting that we have the wrong lens. We're looking through it through ours, not right. theirs right. or yours, right? So it's it's so much social conditioning. It's, it is. And it's really hard to break that because that is just so embedded in our culture that we don't even really recognize it. 
we're just going through our day to day within that. Right. And I think too, it took me not so much Daniel and I like a part of me wonders, is it because I'm the mother that, and I carry the baby that I feel worse or I feel it took me so much longer to feel confident in our decision. Um, because of that, I don't know. That's just a a theory. Yes. It sounds like it oh, makes sense. Oh, I think that's a very but, strong theory. Um, like it, you're socially conditioned to feel like you're right. supposed to want to have. And people are making babies. those comments to me, not him. That's right. That's and, right. um, yeah. That's and right. so it took me a really, took me a really long time to be confident in that we, I, I don't want another baby. And it's not to say that right. my mind's not going to change in a couple of years. And I just want, I always say this to Daniel, I just want to allow myself to feel that. Like yes, it doesn't have definitely. to be no forever. Like, why can't I just, like, why it, can't we just live our life? That's right. And you can. And just be confident in that and set that boundary. It doesn't have to be forever. But you also don't have to feel the need to even add that caveat. Like, you know, that's our decision now and it might not be that forever. Sure. But don't, you don't need to justify it even with that statement. Even if your mind does change in a few years. It's not like this is like, oh, we told you so situation, right? right? Like you're making these decisions for you in the context of your relationship and your family right now. Mm-hmm. And this is the right decision. And in a few years, you might make totally different decisions. I agree. Something or nothing to do with this. And that's right or wrong in that time and space. But it, you can't compare it to this time and space. Exactly. Right? It's a whole different ballgame. And, and the, yeah. it's funny, like the social conditioning we're, we're kind of products of our environment, right? Sometimes. So I remember thinking like, I wanted four kids. When I grew up, I'm going to have four babies because I grew up in a family of four kids. Like my parents had four babies and I'm used to having lots of people around. And I thought that was normal. And Pat grew up with one brother. They have two kids and he wanted two. And I always say like, well, higher being decided for us. And we got three. You <laughs> we met in the middle. middle. Yeah. And it was, you know, unintentional like yes we tried to get pregnant we didn't know we were going to have twins they were spontaneous and now when I think of that fourth I'm like that doesn't make sense for Mm -hmm. me because I was making that decision based on an entirely different context that I wasn't even experiencing basically a dream world right where like time and money were infinite um but it's it's different when you're in it and when you're living the experience so we have a right to choose and we have a right to change our minds and we don't owe anyone any explanation for either of those things. So we don't. That doctor needs to yeah. improve. We definitely don't. No, we don't know. But it's the comments and the questions don't go away. Like even though we don't, like we don't have to give them any time of day about it. It still right. happens. And right. I think it's like a, a conversation that we need to have with people to say like. I often wonder if it's to do with other people's insecurities too. Right. Because it seems so often that like literally it it bothers other people more than it bothers me. And I often wonder like, why is that? Like, is it because you're insecure and you feel like you need X amount of children that like you can't handle that I'm choosing not to go that route or like, right. It's, it's so interesting to me when I have these conversations with people because I'm just like sitting there thinking like, what is your issue here? Like, what are yeah. you, like, what, yeah. this is deeper. This is going so that is much interesting. deeper. It'd be interesting to unpack that because there could be a, like so many reasons for that. Right. I think you're right that some of it hits an insecure 
piece of someone and maybe it makes them question what they want and why they want it. I think I'm learning these days more than ever to say, but why? Mm. Well, this is what I want or this is why I, what I feel, but why do I feel that? Or why do I want that? Is it because I think I'm supposed to, or someone said I should, or is it because I truly do? Like we really have to reflect on that. But the other piece might be some people might be experiencing the opposite or the difference, the you know, the contrast to what your experience is and saying like, oh, but it's so fun with two mm. or whatever and wanting you to experience that. Like maybe it's not ill-intended and they don't if, understand. You know what, Sarah? 100%. It's not often ill-intended. And I think a lot of times but it's that's just... that's not an excuse for it's, it. It's something that you say like, you know, when you talk about the weather? Yeah. It just comes up because it's that like, it's that filler. It's that like right. conversation filler right. of like, what do you talk about if it's awkward and comfortable? And I think a lot of times it comes up with, are you married? Are you engaged? Or, Oh, when are you having to be right. like, it's just a natural, like it's yeah. a very, we need to change that, but it just happens. Yeah. It's very it, like, it's not ill intended at all. Right. Usually. But then sometimes it's the, what bothers me is like, I don't mind if people say like, Oh, like, are you having another? And I say, no. What bothers me is when they follow up with that and say, Oh my God, why? He needs a sibling. That's what bothers me. Just like, I just told you, just take that and, and, and leave. Like, why are you so uncomfortable with my decision? And I think it's what you said too, Sarah, that like they are seeing the experiences that they had and they want, they want you to experience it too. Right. Like I remember one girl said to me up the campground this summer, like one of my friends is actually due um, in a couple of weeks and they were like, well, so-and-so's doing it. Like she's pregnant again and having, and she's got a toddler and it's like, yes. And that's wonderful. And that's a choice that they made for their family. Right. It's not a choice that I'm making and it's, it shouldn't make me any less of a mother. It shouldn't, it shouldn't make it look it's like, like I don't like kids or that I'm, I'm right. not a good mother because I don't want another baby or that I don't like parenting. Um, it, and like, why, and why the constant comparison? I mean, I think this is an episode in the future, but why are we always comparing women's and mothers' choices against one another? Mm-hmm. Like one child Hating for each you, other and two child for the next person is great for each of you. Those are are not any less than. But don't have too many. Different. Don't have too many right. though, because then you're crazy. Oh my god! Right. So-and-so's right. pregnant again. That's Did so you hear? true. Like, what is the what's, what is the number? What's the winning when people say three here? for me, they're like, three. Oh, three. Oh, you're oh, busy. Three. And then you right. say boys. <gasps> three boys. Oh, my God. Right. It's constant. Right. It's just. Right. You, there's you, always a comment. There's always a comment. And, and it's funny because, yeah, what is that magic number? And imagine we respond. It depends those. on your family. Right. Right. But what's like society's magic number that they're right. like, oh, cool. Is it two? Is it a boy and a girl? Is it that like, quote unquote, millionaire's family of like, you have one of each? Like, there's so many connotations tied to these things that people don't reflect on or like think about. And the other piece is imagine you responded to all of these people questioning you on your decision after you say, oh, no, we're not planning on having any. But why? Right. What if you said, well, how many do you have? And they said two or three. And you said, but why? Don't you feel like your older kids are going to be like the parentification of your older kids are going to happen and they're going to have to take care of your little ones? Like, you know, we could just go off the deep end on the other side. So I know I don't believe that, but I'm just using that as an example. And I also think that people just don't understand like other people's choices. Like, I think we just all need to be a little bit more mindful of these things. Yeah. 
find something else to ask or talk about. Just leave that out. Or accept, accept the answer and the response for what it is when they give it to you. No, we're only having one. Don't, if they're not giving you parameters around that, it's none of your business. So if you ask the question and you receive a response that's different than what you were expecting, so be it. That's not on them to explain it. If they Mm -hmm. didn't meet your standard of expectation in their response. And I'm sorry that you had to experience that from your healthcare professional, someone who you, whose opinion you should trust and be validated in your own decision-making. And especially when you met them with confidence and you were Mm -hmm. met back with contempt, like, you know, they were just dismissing your response and so floored. Well, don't wait too long. I mean, we can give them all the breaks we need or they need and saying, you know, it wasn't ill intended or he was just doing his job or he wanted to be educating you. But I think maybe participating in a little bit of education themselves oh, absolutely. on these conversations and understanding on women's stance and, and trusting a woman's decision making skills. And when it comes to their own bodies and own thoughts. I think that's important here too. So I'm sorry you had to experience that because that doesn't ease any anxiety you're feeling when it comes to the doctor's office. I have to say though, I did leave feeling confident in in our choices and my choices. And I called Daniel right away and I was just like, listen to this or whatever. And he was just like, just, he's a very like, let it go. He doesn't like to, you know, fester on things or ponder. He just like, let it go. It's happened. You're confident in what we want and, and that. But Right. Yeah, it just it does make me hurt for for what people go through constantly, like daily for, with these things. And people who are less confident than you, right? Or who may be right. struggling with that decision, or are just doing right? it because they think that they have to, because that's what right. the norm is. That's what the um, yeah. air quotes here society says. Yeah. Like, yeah, just I and that, yeah, that's always been my thing. Like, and that's our was our goal when we started this podcast of like just helping women be confident in who they are and what they want to yeah. be. And, you know, not feeling those, those pressures, but yeah. And not to unravel everything I just said, but if I'm being honest, it probably wasn't that long ago that in my head, I thought myself like, but just one, like, why just one? Mm -hmm. And then until I learned, like, I was probably guilty of that in my Mm -hmm. life. I know I was guilty of that in my life at different times until I'm learning because I was looking at that through my own lens because you would want more than one right right and even then it's like well why did I want one right like sometimes when you hear someone else's confident decision you start to question your own Mm -hmm. right like not that I'm questioning our decision to have kids that was always our plan to have multiple children but I think that's what people go through they go through like their own perception checking of like okay wait she's so confident in this decision am I as confident in in my decisions right Right. right. Like we hold up mirrors to one another all the time. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's why. And I remember at times when you saying, although I think in my defense, I think when I would think this, maybe you weren't as secure in this decision. Yet, I wasn't for a very been, long it time. It would have been like, yeah. I think we're going to have one. I'm not sure. And in my right. mind, I probably thought, oh, I hope he has more than one because right. all of the reasons that benefited me. Right. Like right. maybe we would be off together. or Maybe our yeah. kids would grow up together again. Or maybe we would, you know, build this little team of kids between one another or whatever. We'd have that shared experience once again. Right. That was serving me, not you. Right. 
But when you became more confident in your decision of being like, no, we're good with one, it was never my place to question that. Whether right. I think you'd be, obviously you'd be a great mother. You're already a great mother. That doesn't, that doesn't diminish because you want one. Right? And, and for the longest time, I always had, uh, well, Logan will be three. So I would say it's only been in the last maybe like six-ish months that I've been feeling like right. really confident. And I would right. always get this pit in my stomach when I would see that people announce their second like pregnancy right. announcement. Because I would right. just like, just get sick to my sandwich to be like, oh, but I don't want that. But like, look at these people having right. another baby. Like, right. Like, like I would question that, but then I would always circle back to like, no, Jessica, you, you and Daniel discuss this. Like you're, you want to, you know what I mean? Like it's just right. been, but now it's like, I don't feel those things. I just feel like happy and, and you know, right. for Isn't those people. But it is, it's all, yeah. it's also very yeah. interesting. It really is. But if this, and, sorry. I was just going to say the debt, the debt, like it's death by comparison, right? I'm going to trademark that. Cause I always said, if I ever wrote a book, the title would be like death by comparison. Like women, especially are just always compared to one another or like mm. pitted against each other when we should just be like celebrating holding each other's hands and yeah. lifting each other's up. I mean, yeah. I know that's like an idealistic, sunny, shiny way of looking at things, but it's, it's true. And I mean, I can do that sometimes. Like I'll be honest in the last year with the twins and Bo, there's definitely been times where I've felt bad for Bo in the sense that like, Oh my God, my time is so split and away from him and with the twins. Like I was really conscious of that and tried really hard, but I mean, there's just times where it is right. Like we would try to have one-on-one time and make sure that's a priority, but there's only so many hours a day and different stages of the baby's lives they took that up and I, Pat and I always work so hard on never using them as an excuse, even though they were one. If we'd be like, just one second, honey, the baby's knees. Yes, yes. We really try to stop that and just say, just one second, Bo. Like, you know, you don't need to say, you don't have the to baby. Like blame, blame the, the babies. babies or whatever. Um, but there was times over the, that year where like I would see you being able to take Logan somewhere mm. or doing something with Logan and I would have that feeling of, oh, like is Bo experiencing less than, or am I, is my attention away from Bo? Like Jessica's so focused on Logan. Is this fair to Bo or Mm -hmm. is this unfair to Bo? And I don't know if that's something we all talk about as often, like as in a society. I mean, then I would check that, right? Like I would say, well, you know, we're making sure Bo is taken care of and feels loved and feels attended to and in different ways. It just looks differently. It looks different than what your family can do with your toddler right now compared to what my family can do with my right, toddler right exactly. now. Exactly. And it's bringing ourselves back and saying what works for one family doesn't have to be the only way that works for another family. Like sure we have lots of shared experiences with with and for our toddlers, but there's also things that you'll do with your toddler that just doesn't make sense for my family right now and maybe there's things I we do with our toddler that doesn't look the same for your family. And that's okay. Like we can't compare. But we have to allow ourselves to feel that confidence, right? That's that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, this, like, if this conversation is anything but an indication of what season two is going to be, we are in for some amazing, amazing podcasts because we have so much to talk about. So yeah, much. We yeah. We, we got a lot to unpack with just life and womanhood womanhood women woman women womanhood womanhood yeah um it's getting late it's getting late we gotta go we have some (laughs) (laughs) 
We have some really amazing guests lined up. Mm. We have some really interesting chats. We have our another wine and wine on the horizon where we'll dig in a little deeper into certain woman issues, women issues. Um, we just have a lot of fun chats to have for mm-hmm. sure. But we have to get going because we have an actual early morning meeting with ourselves. Jessica, do you want to explain I'm our excited. new happening? Yes. So it, this is so funny because I just chatted a little bit with Sarah about this before we hopped on and she's like, oh my God, I'm doing the same. I was like, stop right there. We'll talk about it with the meeting Well, I had, <laughs> I had just mentioned it to Pat the other day. Like I need to start doing this right. in order to be sane for the days. I need yeah. to start doing this. So I decided that I just need a half hour to myself in the mornings before Logan wakes up because what was happening is like he was coming in at 630 and waking us up, but then I was so groggy and like, although I'm like, morning, hi, I love you, come snuggle. I'm still like, he's like, five more minutes. Yeah, he's like, come to like, let's get breakfast, whatever. And I'm just like slowly getting out of the bed and I just feel like when I would get to work, I would feel like so sad about that. Cause it's like, if you just had a, yes. got up at a bed 20 minutes earlier, you know, yes. you could have just greeted, you had your cup of tea, experience. greeted your toddler with a bowl of fruit and like, you know, yay, yeah. everyone's happy. So anyway, yeah. I decided that, yeah. So I started, I've only done a two day morning so far. Daniel's like, yeah. how long is this going to last? So yeah. two morning so far, so 6am. So I get up, I just put like my cozy robe on. I go out, make a cup of tea watch the news. So by the time Logan wakes up, I've had a cup of tea. I've been able to like scroll my phone, catch up on the latest, check my sleep logs for work, have a piece of toast. And then I'm feeling like energized by the time Logan's in his bed. Yeah. And I've had time to myself. And so Daniel decided that he's going to get up too. So he leaves to work at seven. So he like usually gets up like right at 630. So we actually this morning had a half hour together before Logan woke up. And it was really like we sat and watched the news and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I never thought I'd want to ever watch the news at 6 a.m., but here we are. Right? Like, this and is you're like the fun of the minivan. Yeah, you're minivan, And you're getting up at 6 a.m. to watch the news and have a tea. So I don't know which the one nerve. of us is older right now, but you're the bigger nerd here for right now. <laughs> this oh is God. hilarious. What happened to us? What oh. happened to us? But you know what? I got to say, it's been it. really nice. And then also I started laying, this is two days, by the way. Okay. But I started I've laying on my outfit the, the night before yes. because, oh my God, yes. game changer. Yes, Jessica. Changer. I started doing that. I'm back to work now, three, four weeks in. I describe this as the craziest September of my life. And last September I had newborn twins. So yeah, that's, that's saying, saying something. something. That's saying something. We'll unpack that in another episode. But that has been a game changer for us. I lay out my outfit. I check the weather. I, I was notorious before for never checking the weather. Like I would be like, what's the weather going to be tomorrow? And Pat's like, you know, you have the same access to this information that I do. Like I'm not a meteorologist. And it was like always a funny point. I check the weather. I plan my outfit. I plan Bo's outfit. I get the twins outfits ready. I get all of our bags packed and by the door. Like it is just a whole new feeling. It makes such a difference. And it's, I say check the weather because right now we're in that weird, like, is it summer? Is it fall? What do you put on? It's cold in the morning. It's hot in the afternoon, you know, season. So that's tough. But I also said to Pat the other day, I need to start waking up a half hour for exactly Mm. the same reasons you just said. Bo comes in, wakes us up. Let's go downstairs. And I'm like, get into bed. Five more minutes. Just come snuggle. Like, good morning. But also so tired. Yeah. This morning I woke up before everyone and it was so nice. It was quiet. Quiet. It was 
I just felt good. And you could the have other like thing I started a full doing, cup of tea, hush. Yeah, and finish it. Like, yes. The other thing I started doing, Pat and I started a challenge like 30 days ago, 28 days ago. We're almost done. We're going to start another one. It's just exercising for 30 minutes, oh, moving our bodies nice. for 30 nice. minutes. Everyone has their own reasons for exercising and for working out and for doing it. Mine is like my mind feels so foggy. I feel so foggy all of the time that I find moving my body and exercising for 30 minutes just clears my brain. It gives me more energy. Like it increases my energy levels. Just like you were saying, like that 30 minutes in the morning just energizes you. This is entirely like a huge game changer for me. I feel less foggy. I feel energized throughout the entire day. I mean, I am dragging my butt most. So do you like, do I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Do you do the workout at 6 a.m. or is this separate? Sometimes. I've only done it in the morning a few times. This is separate. So okay. it's hard. It's harder some days than others to find those 30 minutes to do it. But we've been like getting into a groove. And I've done it in the mornings a few times. And the energy I've had throughout the day is incredible. Like it's a noticeable difference. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just a whole game changer. But my energy levels are improved. Like my mental clarity is improved days. I don't do it. I feel more tired. So I had something done and I couldn't move my arm really for like the last two days and I couldn't exercise. And yesterday I said like, why do I feel like, I feel like I can't right. bus. Like, why am I so tired? That's like, you didn't exercise today or yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And don't get me wrong. Like every single day I'm like dragging my butt, finding mm. every excuse not to do the exercise because I can find a million other things to do in those 30 minutes. So it's like, no, I don't have time, but you have to make time. So most times I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, but here we go. And literally a minute into it, I'm like, I'm so glad I did this. Well, it's like you what Tara Forgeron said, right? Like you yes. want to, how do you want to feel? Not how you feel right now. How do you want right. to feel? And it's that like right. push to do it. But yeah, yeah, so I, I'm always wondering like who else wants to be an early birdie? Like we should, we yes. should say it like we're the early birdies. Come join us. We'll have a the little group birdies. and we can like encourage each other. Say good morning like I you know it. like it's so hold each other accountable hold each other accountable because i'm telling it'll you, be it's been two days but it's been lovely that's awesome i'm glad you're doing that for yourself it'll yeah. be the actual morning meeting the actual so if you want in <laughs> on the actual morning meeting and the early be birdie the early birdies Let me ask you this. i know we're wrapping up but were you ever were you always a morning person were you ever no. a morning person no sarah is this new for you entirely no. If Daniel is going to laugh out loud hearing you say that. I'm not, here's me. I am not an early person. I'm not a night owl. I thrive between the hours You're an afternoon. of 10 and 7. Okay? Jessica, that describes your whole being. You are yes. a senior citizen who loves the afternoons. I love it. You really are. I want my you. meal at 4.30. I want yeah. like, yeah, I'm very... I don't like to stay up late. I don't like to wake up early yeah. in the morning. I don't sleep that's well funny. at night. So I feel like that's why I'm not like an early bird. But I have my alarm set for every weekday at 6. And I tell you what, when I wake up at 4.30, sometimes in the morning, I'm just like, oh, I just want to like click that over. But it's been two days. Daniel getting up with me, I think, will be helpful because he'll like yeah. drag me out or I'll drag yeah, me Yeah, you'll hold each other accountable. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a competition. He's though. like, yeah, he's going to put the kettle on, you know, like. Yeah, I love it. Just, That's so nice. I yeah. was never a morning person until I had kids, I guess, and was forced to be. But I used to be like a notorious night owl. Like I could never fall asleep before like 1 a.m. Like I just, I did my best work in the night. Right. 
And I just, this is a whole new experience because I don't have that luxury anymore. I'm too tired. I don't have the time. My nights and evenings are filled. So it's like, okay, I got to start loving the mornings and being more productive early in the mornings. Right. So my joke has been by the time I get to the office by like 9 or 8.30, I feel like I've run a marathon to get there. Like it's so true. Like four hours at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Full it's just day. so wild. But anyway, interesting. We'll have to keep ourselves accountable. We'll do check-ins on the pod to see how our uh-huh. early birdie gang is doing. Yeah. But this is a great... I love that. I love that for you. I love that for us. I, I encourage everyone every- to try it. Choose yeah. 30 minutes in your day. Yay. Preferably at the start and wake up on your own time, at your own leisure, for your own Well, it's like toddlers. Like you got to give your toddlers 10 to 15 minutes of undivided attention in a day. And you're, if, you're, if your toddler's having any behavioral issues, I'm telling you, start doing that. 10 to 15 minutes this is a whole other episode. I'll get into it when I talk about my sleep. I love it day but it's the same thing like we all need our time and honor that if you enjoy today's episode please subscribe to our podcast and give us a review you can find us on social media at the morning meeting podcast and connect with us through email at the morning meeting podcast at gmail.com thank you for sitting around our table sarah and jess